Live, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. the whole state 
right. but no, we haven't had any for a while. We're 34 today and we're sunny and there's lots of bird activity in our backyard, but uh, no, I'm, I'm wishing for snow. I love it. I love it. So I'm always excited when there's a chance of snow. Well, it depends on where you are as to how much you're going to get. I know on the East Coast this morning, they're calling for tremendous amounts of snow out there. Yeah. And uh, Nashville and uh, my home in Tennessee has already had a little snow this year, a couple of weeks ago. And then yesterday in uh, parts of southern Utah, we had some snow, but it's beautiful and mm-hmm. sunny here. And we're going to find out what the weather is like where our first guest is today when we bring him on in just a little bit. But I'm ready for snow. It's kind of starting to look a lot like Christmas and um, yeah. why don't you go ahead and tell us who our first guest is? Well, we're so excited to have Bren Hill joining us this morning. And, you know, Bren uh, last year called in almost exactly on the same date, Gary. Um, so fun to talk to Bren and catch up with him. And today we'll be featuring songs from his wonderful wintry Christmassy album, Songs for a Winter's Ride. All right, so we're going to have fun talking with Brian in just a few minutes. And then in the second hour of the show on Saddle of America, Tammy Pate will be joining us. Tammy is the founder of Art of the Cowgirl. So we'll be talking with her in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America. But right now, let's listen to a great song from Brent Hill's album, Songs for Winter Night. And it is one called A Cowgirl for Christmas. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment. To talk with Bren Hill today on the Campfire Cafe. I want a cowgirl for Christmas in skin tight jeans, brand new truck and trailer, and some capra cheeks. But if I can only have one thing on my wish list, Santa, won't you bring me a cowgirl? But I need some loving now It's cold and it's December Santa, please remember me I'm writing you this letter Telling you just what I need I want a cow Christmas Skin tight jeans Brand new truck and trailer And some chapter
insane here. I need a cowgirl Christmas in tight jeans, brand new truck and trader, and some cap Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Cowgirl for Christmas <laughs> on everyone's wish list, performed by today's featured guest, Bren Hill. A singer-songwriter, Bren reveals the heart of the West to anyone who takes the time to listen. With a career spanning 15 recordings of mostly self-penned music and more than two decades performing on the road, Bren has stood on countless stages entertaining audiences in a style all of his own. Like a skilled, seasoned poet, he uses lyrical language to peel back the layers of life to reveal a deeper, more meaningful understanding of our world. Bren Hill's music project, Songs for a Winter's Ride, is a collection of holiday favorites intermingled with originals and carries its listeners through the Christmas season, New Year's, and beyond. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a man who wears many hats, husband, dad, performer, songwriter, and cowboy, Bren Hill. Welcome back, Bren. Uh, Thank you so much. I'm so honored. And uh, I, we just listened to Cowgirl for Christmas, and uh, and then you said that uh, I'm a seasoned poet that peels back the layers, and I think, you know, I, I pulled back one too many layers on Cowgirl for Christmas, revealed a little too much there. Ah, uh, gosh. Well, we won't talk about that a whole lot. But hey, how the weather is out in Utah. You know, it's snowing today, and we're, man, we're glad to have it. It's been a dry dry summer uh, everywhere i've been throughout the west this year and uh, in spite of in spite of the uh covid and and the you know unfortunate uh, effect that it's had on our on our music world i i have had a few travels and everywhere i've been it's uh it's been really dry i think that's the story that nobody is talking about is the drought here in the west and wow do we need the snow yeah yeah well that's one thing that i'm starting to be uh, I'm starting to get used to, you know, I've got a home in Tennessee and I've got a home here in Utah now. And, uh, and so, uh, I'm not used to snow back in Tennessee that much. Everybody here just prays for snow. And, uh, so <laughs> it, it, yeah, I mean, it's really needed, uh, you know, to, to spread moisture uh, out here back in Tennessee, we had an overabundance of rain. This was the second wettest, a spring that we've had in years back in Tennessee, and uh, and it's just the opposite thing out here in the West. So anyway, maybe maybe there'll be snow for Christmas. That would be a good thing. Yeah, you know I think one of the things that uh, we we need here in the West, and you know the mountains of New Mexico are, are the same as mountains here in Utah and Colorado, Wyoming, Idaho, is we we depend on that snowpack. And the snow coming in to, you know, to the mountains here in the wintertime, and, and that kind of holds us, you know, at least halfway, three-quarters of the way through the summer. And, uh, you know, we live in a place I, I was thinking uh, about a place I was earlier this year and, and looking back across at some of the peaks there in western Wyoming, and there's still some glaciers out here in the west, you know. 
Yeah. And uh, and we're dependent upon those for for our water source, you know, especially agriculture. And and I've got uh, a lot of friends, you know. I really think about the core of my, I guess, fan base. I don't like to word use the word fans. They're, most of them are friends, and they're friends. almost like family yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and a lot of them are so dependent upon the land and the health of the land to make a living. That's absolutely right. So, you know, if we get some snow and it'll come in December and it'll come in January and February and I guess March. But um, I suppose that if we can make it through December, we'll be all right. And let's take a listen to that song right from Brent Hill. That was a setup. That's a great song. If we can make it through December, we'll be right back and talk more with our good friend, Mr. Brent Hill, in just a moment on the Fire Cafe. If we make it through December Everything's gonna be alright, I know
If we make it through December, Mr. Brent is from the album's or Winter's Night. Brent, how did you decide to add this to the uh, to the song selection on the album? Uh, you know, very carefully. And uh, <laughs> it's it's always, you know, Merle Haggard, I, in my opinion, is uh, one of the greatest songwriters that the world will ever know. Amen. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and one of the greatest artists you'll ever know, will ever know. I always uh, know, understand that there's a risk in recording something uh, that was written, penned by a legend. And, you know, I've recorded a few Ian Tyson songs. I recorded one when I was too young to know better. And (laughs) nowadays I'm down the road and I think, you know, if I can't bring something new and fresh to this, you know, to this legendary piece of work, I, I shouldn't record it. And I hope I... You know, I hope I accomplish that. I can relate to that song because I'm an artist, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, this time of year it gets it gets tough. You know, it's a seventy thirty business. Yeah, we make seventy percent of our income uh, in the summertime, and and uh, you know, a little bit before and a little after. And sometimes the winter uh, winter time gets pretty lonesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I've I've related to to that feeling a number of times as an artist. You know, and Certainly, I know there's there's a lot of uh, folks in the arts that uh, re- relate to that, you know, because uh, the winter time is a difficult time of year. I, I think agriculture, you know, people people look at the winter time and just uh, just hope to survive it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always you know, if you're an artist, you know, the winter time is a good time to kind of sit back and rejuvenate and maybe write and make plans for the coming year. And I'm sure that you've done that. Uh, in Christmas's past, and just enjoying the family, so I think that's pretty cool um, that you're able to do that and have a little time. But you know, I'm trying to be positive now. That 73 thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but share with us, share with us, because you've got a great family, beautiful family, and uh, share with us a little bit about maybe what one of your favorite Christmas memories would be with your family yeah i got so many you know we we just went up as a family yesterday and took uh took some family pics here i'll I'll forward to you guys uh and uh, just had a blast i i've got a college student now he's 18 years old his first year and yeah so Mm -hmm. uh wrapping my mind around that looking at these pictures thinking man how did these kids get grown-ups you know halfway grown up so fast and who is the old guy in the middle yeah but, uh, <laughs> yeah you know we we went through uh a tough time with my my middle son briggs uh right has brandon fought brandon spinal cancer for 12 years and and that very first year uh 2008 we'd spent five weeks uh the better part of five weeks at primary children's hospital uh he'd had a surgery round of chemotherapy and you know I've probably told this story a dozen times or more and probably three times on this show but but right. uh they came in uh Christmas Eve and said you guys are going home and we didn't want to go home you know we you know we got you know everybody here's looking after us and and uh, mainly looking after Briggs and um <clears throat> we'll we'll get to Christmas uh, later you know but they they said no you guys need to be home for Christmas and we'd we'd had my oldest son uh 
kind of farmed out to grand folks for for a month and a half and and it, they were you know very humble very humble times it's the most i think humble i've ever experience i've ever had in my life and uh we came home to our little uh little home and of course we couldn't have visitors because uh we couldn't couldn't let anybody <clears throat> bring anything in that might uh, get Briggs sicker and and uh so it was a very very humble time we we experienced uh you know the the true true spirit of christmas i think because we had so many in in our neighborhood and our community and and beyond that uh you know just wanted to do something for us and they they gave us gifts and money and you know candy and food and and it was just this outpouring of of people i i remember going to the uh, door you know either a few days before a few days after uh christmas after we got home and and here was a fellow in in our community here that uh had so very little you know he just he and his wife lived uh uh very humbly and he he brought a plate of cookies and he oh, was wow. getting on in years and and having a hard time even getting up the steps and you know i i just i thought man what it took for him you know one to come up with the means to to make a plate of cookies and and uh, and then you know just to bring them over to us and so i i learned so much about uh what what christmas really is and what it really means and and uh you know, for years I'd been on the giving end. I'd always tried to do something for a for a family or a sick kid that, that was having difficult circumstances, and all of a sudden, here we were. You know, the ones yeah. the ones in need, and and I realized, you know, it's uh, it's it's easier to give than it is to receive, and and had to humble myself to allow these folks to give to us and and uh, receive you know receive their blessings in doing that, and and so. Learned so much from that that Christmas. I'll never forget it. And uh, you know, and I, I try to uh, try to get that back every year. Get with my family. You know, think about the reason for the season. Celebrate the birth of uh, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, and just you know, remember that we've been blessed. We've been really yeah. blessed. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all need to do that at this, uh, particularly at this time of the year. But you know, we need to remember that, and we need to give back. And uh, and realize that regardless of what we think we're going through, there are other people that are less fortunate than we are. We're going to listen to a great song again. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. We'll come back and talk more with Bren and with Bobby on the Campfire Cafe.
yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Bren Hill from Songs for Winter's Ride. Bren, let's talk food. (laughs) Are there some favorite um, holiday foods your family enjoys, whether it's specific, you know, cookies or um, all traditional um, um, Christmas Eve, you know, dinner? Talk Talk to us about what what we might expect if we came to your house for Christmas. <laughs> you know, a uh, bunch of things come to mind. Uh, I, so I got a smoker here that's uh, it's kind of a, a real deal, you know, uh, two barrel smoker with a, you know, over a wood, wood fire. And, uh, mm. and I'm, I'm getting pretty handy with that thing, I guess, or I'm trying to think that I am. And uh, so Smoked turkey, smoked prime rib comes to mm. mind, and mm. you know one of the things when when you uh, when you do this uh, for a living, you end up meeting a lot of great caterers, and I've I've met some really great cowboy cowboy cooks, you know, and a couple that come to mind from down in, in Central California and do the San Maria style barbecue stuff, and they have uh, they have taught me. Actually, I'll put it this way: I have stolen. Some of their recipes, <laughs> and uh, I'm—I like to think I'm getting pretty handy. But on Christmas Eve, uh, what I what I do is kind of like a uh, seafood feast because we live here in the Rockies, and uh, you know I don't even think that I knew what seafood was until the first time I went to the Monterey <laughs> Cowboy Festival. <laughs> oh yeah. And so, yeah, so. Uh, We'll do some uh, we'll do some crab legs and some shrimp and, and stuff here on on Christmas Eve and and uh, that's really the thing that I look look forward to a lot. Yeah, you know I'm working on my COVID nineteen and meaning my COVID nineteen pounds that I've gained here since uh, <laughs> since the lockdown. Uh, yeah, I, I really too, I don't need the holidays. <laughs> Uh, and the food that comes with it uh, right now, but I, I'm I'm probably going to overindulge. <laughs> oh, well, I know the next song that we're going to play is Christmas in the Bunkhouse. You want to tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, this is, you know, a Christmas song that is either going to become a, uh, you know, a cowboy Christmas hit or it's going to put me further into uh, – cowboy music obscurity <laughs> because it's just it's just uh you know it's it's kind of uh, one of these deals that uh it was I was tongue in cheek but it really wasn't I I stayed at the old MC bunkhouse on the MC ranch me and Andy Nelson you know we do this show together and there Andy and Nelson and I were staying in the old cinder block house we were standing there in the summer and it was it was warm and and there's a common area in there and then there's uh, bunks going down both wings, and then this big old common, common bag commode and shower area, and uh, so it, it's quite a deal, you know, to be in one of those those old bunk houses and think about these guys living under those circumstances. And and in my mind, you know, I pictured Christmas at the old MC bunkhouse. And uh, anyway, this song is is kind of how it turned out but speaking of uh speaking of christmas food you'll notice the menu here for the cowpokes in the bunkhouse bottled rye and sage grouse 
And and those of you who have eaten sagegrass, I know I know this is going to happen for you soon here, Gary, because you're down in sagegrass country now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I am. It's really, it, it's not a delicacy by any means. <laughs> uh, gosh, well, let's take a listen to the song "Christmas in the Bunkhouse," and I'll ask my wife about this sagegrass. And trout, she says. Okay. All right. Christmas in the Buckhouse, Brent Hill. Hell was on his mouth harp, blowing jingle bells. Road to town's blowed over, and it's probably just as well. We all stuffed our gizzards on bottled rye and sage grass. We're playing cards and shooting pool. It's Christmas in the Buckhouse. There's a line of holy stockings hanging on the heart. We've even perched a pinion tree and dressed it with our scarves. The old north winds are blowing, no one's headed for the outhouse. So fill your cup and roll the dice, it's Christmas in the bunkhouse. Like he might cry Shifty shuffling cars again With mischief in his eye Trading spurs and wild rags And stories from the fun house And everybody's welcome here It's Christmas in the bunkhouse There's a line of holy stockings Hanging on the hearth And popcorn on a pinion tree With polka paisley scars Tomorrow's Christmas morning We'll all be out feeding cows Tonight we're all celebrating Christmas in the bunkhouse. unprecedented all the way around for everybody. Um, have you found that it has allowed you some special time for creativity um, or, or, you know, do you have new projects maybe coming because you've had some, some blocks of time this year you wouldn't necessarily have had normally? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I just, I just started a record about two weeks ago and I've got, I think either 18 or 20 songs that I've written. Wow. uh, You know, yeah. they say there's nothing better for an artist than really hard times. 
you know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've been I've been kind of writing a lot this year, and uh, I really live live for the songwriting. You know, I love to get on the road and and meet people and and uh, you know be a part of their lives, and I love performing. But you know, traveling's tough, and I've I've done it long enough now that uh, I've I've uh, done all the the fun stuff twice. And uh, I really just kind of love to, to be home. A vacation for me is, is sitting home. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just, I guess, kind of tough on the pocketbook to sit home. But um, I've, I've put it to use this year. I've been writing and creating and playing a lot of guitar. And uh, so I've got this record uh, that you know I really just barely started, but I'm trying to get it out here in the next couple of months. Working on a shoestring budget. <clears throat> we, uh, you know, about half of our our uh, revenue for the recording stream comes in off of offstage sales mm-hmm. and even mm-hmm. here in the year 2020 uh people are still buying people still buying records yeah. offstage you know cds oh, offstage and yep. uh, yeah yeah and we we say we we charge $15 for a signature and a hug and 5 bucks for a cd um <laughs> <laughs> and you know you sell, you know, a few hundred bucks worth uh, after every gig, and and in a year that you know is a decent decent bit of revenue. People have mm-hmm. been sitting home this summer streaming music, and you know, iTunes Music, uh, Pandora, Spotify, all the all the usual suspects. You know, our music is on all of those, and and it seems like that revenue is up a little bit. So, you know, I was, I was just thinking uh, the other day, and, and Selena and I were talking. You know, of all the things that that my music career at this point has has uh, been through, you know, we can add pandemic to the list. Global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We, we yeah. remember, yeah. you know, the the changes in technology from uh, the popularity of CDs. And Gary, you were in Nashville. You remember in the mid nineties. Yeah. You know, there was so much money in the music biz because everybody was just buying. CDs and and people go to the to the Walmart uh, or the or the Target or the record store you know favorite record store and buy half a dozen CDs at a time that wasn't you know that wasn't uncommon and uh, and the music business was really just rolling in it and then as the the downloads took over the CDs and now the streaming have taken over the downloads you know we all in this business have to get kind of creative and leaner and meaner and uh, you know, here we are, you know, eight, ten months after a global pandemic, and we're still upright and breathing. And you know, we haven't done nearly as well as we would do on a normal year. But uh, and it hasn't gone without, you know, some a few more gray whiskers. But uh, but we're alive. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, are I'm, alive. I'm sort of and hoping that. Yeah. I'm hoping that we'll see in 2021 a lot of new products. From artists, I know um, I also interview authors every week, and it's very interesting how um, th- all of you with the creative soul, so many have used this year once you sort of got past the, oh, my gosh, what's happening, you know, um, to take advantage of this time, these big blocks of time, and be very creative. I think we're going to see just amazing new um music next year i'm i'm really i'm looking forward to it and we need it 
you know, we kind of need it. We need it from all of you. <laughs> we need new music. Well, no, no pressure, right, Bobby? No, you know. Yeah, uh, no pressure. I, <laughs> I like this batch of tunes that I've written. I think, uh, you know, they do two things for me. They sort of extend my my, uh, uh, I guess, my artistic brand a little bit, in in a way. And then they kind of go back to the. Uh, to the very roots of it, you know, I think about songs like Call You Cowboy and, and uh, mm-hmm. Horseback Getaway and Burning Hair and some of that mm-hmm. stuff that's been, been around a long time. And, and there, there's a there's a kind of that vibe in some of this new stuff. And uh, and I wrote songs that I've been trying to write for a long time. I got a song called Cambridge in the Rain. I named my daughter after a little town in Idaho uh, called Cambridge. I went way back in the late 80s with my, my dad and my uncle and my cousin and another couple of buddies of ours, and, and uh, we went back on in the Payette Forest on horseback. You know, it was the first time I ever heard Ian Tyson's music. Um, really? Yeah, wow. the first time I ever heard Ian Tyson cowboyography. I was 12 years old, and, and uh, <clears throat> anyway, we were driving home. My daughter and I had taken this, this uh, sick dog of ours to the vet, and, uh, and we kind of both – he was really somber. We knew that he wasn't going to make it, and he was kind of sitting on her lap, and and it started to rain, and uh, it was in about April, and she said, uh, "Dad, uh, have you ever, uh, have you, can you think of a time that you've driven a long ways in the rain?" And all these years, I've been trying to write this song about uh, about this, you know, time I went back into the deep hills of north central Idaho with with some iconic figures and and listened to that music and just had this this big western hoorah adventure that kind of set me on the course of my life and I've been trying to write a song about the destination and that day when my daughter asked that question my daughter Cambridge named after that town said uh, said dad can you think of that time I realized that the song was about the journey and not, you know, about the destination. And, and for some reason, you know, that, that realignment able, you know, enabled me to channel a little bit different perspective. And, and by the, literally by the time we were five miles from home, I kind of had this song written in my head by the time I got home. And, and, uh, so there's stuff like that on this record, you know, that, uh, um, it's it's been long many years in the process but it kind of harkens back to to that early inspiration wow wow well you know what we're looking forward to that album and we're looking forward to having you back to share music from that album and talk about writing process and how you went through all of that but i may have to hand deliver you one down to escalante all right, do that. <laughs> there we'll, you go. We'll look for some uh, sage grouse down here. But anyway, right go. now we want to get to the uh, to the title cut from the album. This is Song for Winter's Night. We're talking with Bryn Hill today on the Campfire Cafe, and we'll be right back. Snow is softly falling Air is still in the silence of my room Hear your voice softly calling If I could only have you near Free 
Today is Bren Hill, and uh, I'm your host, Gary Holtz, along with our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell, and we're just having a lot of fun visiting with Bren today and sharing a little bit of the music that's done and looking forward to some new music that's coming out. But Bren, why don't you tell us where we can find all of your music and, and uh, how they can get your downloads, and buy the albums, and get signatures to hug. Yeah, <laughs> well, BrenHill.com uh, is uh, got all the music there, and uh, we uh, we fulfill those orders. And uh, you know, if, if folks want to buy a CD, I always like to tell them uh, put a little note in there that you want me to sign it and sign it to who. I love to I love to personalize those. Uh, and uh, also, you know, iTunes Music, uh, Pandora, Spotify, all the applicable. Uh, uh, streaming sites uh, is a great place. Hit the thumbs up button if you like what you hear, 
Hit the thumbs up if you don't anyway, because uh, we're damn near starving here. <laughs> for crying out loud. Um, <clears throat> uh, and and you know I just love to love to meet folks, and, you know, out on the trail, and and uh, we're looking forward to getting back out and playing some more public events. You know, in 2021, we're holding on to the to the hope that that will happen because, you know, I, I guess I didn't realize. Uh, you know, and I, I think some of my friends uh, would would uh, say the same thing. Our our fans, our friends, our family, our extended family that's out there, they they do so much for us as artists emotionally. You know, to see them after a show and catch up with them and and you know be complimented by them and and uh, you know hear new music reports from them. You know what their thoughts are and and that's a big part of our lives and. Um, I certainly miss that myself, and and uh, you know your your loyal supporters there uh, uh, of Equestrian Radio Network are, are become our supporters. I hear from them from time to time, and you know the best way is is to connect in person. And boy, we have we have missed that this year. So I'm looking forward to that in mm-hmm. 2021, and that's as I say, always the best way to get our music out there. Yeah, well. A CD from uh, com, and ask him to aut- autograph it, and then he'll owe you the hug. So yeah, that's absolutely. a good thing. You betcha. That's a good thing. Yeah. I want to get to another song right now. It's called Learn to Love the Cold. Tell us about this one. How did you write this song? You know, in the hard times in life, I think uh, um, I, I, the challenges, and and I think understanding at this point, you know, a uh, little, little bit towards halfway or maybe over the halfway mark in my life. I've learned that the challenges and the trials that we face make us who we are, you know, and refine us. And uh, there's there's always blessings that come through those challenges and trials. And and really, you know, experiencing those hardships are, are actually an, uh, an opportunity to become uh, better, closer, closer to God, closer to the people you love, uh, more aware of of what you do have, and rather than what you don't have. And uh, you know, I at this point far more grateful for uh, the freedoms that I've been able to enjoy in my lifetime. You know, the opportunity to do what I love to do and do the things I love to do. Live in the West, uh, have a wonderful family. And and some of that, you know, has come because it's it's you know, I've I've had to to earn those blessings a little bit to some degree, work hard to to get to, uh, to the point where I could, you know, enjoy many of them. And uh yeah, this song is about, you know, what what we experience in life uh you know, makes us who we are and, and uh, uh I look forward every year to to the fall and you know the great times that come with it. I get out with my family. We do do a lot of hunting and get out with my friends and chase cows. And and I just love love the fall here in the Rocky Mountains. Well, this is a beautiful song. It's a great song. It's called "Learn to Love the Cold." And we're going to be back and talk more with Brand in just a moment.
Burns Love the Cold, and that is from the CD that we feature today on the Campfire Cafe. So, Brian, I know that most of your shows have been canceled. Do you have anything that's left for us to come out and see you at Christmas? Uh, you know, nothing here at Christmas time. Uh, there's a Brent and Andy show down in uh, at the uh, Green Valley Center for the Performing Arts in Green Valley, Arizona. I want to say that's the 31st of January. Um, okay. And we're looking forward to that. You know, hopefully, hopefully getting back to it. You know, uh, here in the year 2021, and and um, I think we're going to try to do something here virtually for uh, to replace our annual concerts there at the American West Heritage Center in uh, Wellsville, Utah. Um, we're, we're probably going to do those virtually. So I'll have a have an announcement on on Facebook. Facebook is Bren Hill Music, all one word. That's Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we'll also probably post something there on the website to uh, keep keep folks uh, in the loop on that. But uh, yeah, hoping hoping to get back out there in 2021, and, and really uh, looking forward to better times. And, and I know that uh, we in the arts are not the only ones that have struggled this year. There's so many who uh, who have had a rough go. And uh, I can honestly tell you guys that I'm I'm counting my blessings and and. Uh, you folks are are among among them. I appreciate being well, part of this uh, program and appreciate your support over the years. I want you to know that you do make a difference uh, in in uh, horse culture and cowboy culture. Um, I I know your your uh, listeners out there are very loyal and supportive, and and I appreciate them so much. Oh, we appreciate you, and thank you for saying that. And we look forward to 2021 being. I don't know what the first quarter is going to bring, but I'm sure hoping the second quarter of the year kind of things open up because uh, not only do people miss live music, but they also, the performers miss the fans. And you were just talking about that a minute ago. So hopefully we'll all get to get back out there and do some hugging again in 2021. (laughs) That would be pretty nice. That would be pretty nice. Well, Brian, I want to wish you and your family a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, you have been a great guest, as always. We've thoroughly enjoyed this music today. And we're going to close out the set with another great song from the album. It's called Little Drummer Boy. And uh, we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America. Brian, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much. God bless. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with Tammy Pete, founder of Art of the Cowgirl, today on Saddle Up America.
Christmas for Cowboys. Welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. Our very special guest today is Miss Tammy Pate, who is the founder of Art of the Cowgirl. Hey, Tammy. Hey, how are you? Doing good. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you so much well, for having me on the show. Well, we're glad to have you back. I think... I was talking with Bobby before we started the show today. I think this is the fourth year. Is that uh, right? No, this third. Yep. So third we've had year. Two, yep, two events. We're coming up on our third event. All right. Well, it's kind of hard to remember, but I knew it had been several <laughs> of them. So anyway, so are the cowgirl. Tell us what's happening differently this year what the dates are well yeah so our event was scheduled for the 13th to the 17th of uh, january in queen creek arizona um at horseshoe park but we've made some changes due to covid and we are postponing our main event with our master and horsemanship demonstrations our trade show our art auction um and we are just going to have our competitions so, which includes the world's greatest horsewoman, our ranch rodeo, and our horse sale. And uh, so it was, it was hard. I, I resisted as long as I could. But, you know, when I just really looked at everything happening in Arizona and the spike in COVID, just keeping people safe and, um, you know, minimizing exposure is very important yeah. right now. So yeah. it is not going to be a ticketed event. Um, people, you know, if they're in the area and would like to come and watch, um, they're welcome to do so. But uh, we are going to actually be live streaming the event on Wrangler Network. So people will still Great. be able to watch it. Yeah, yeah. So and then we haven't quite got all the details for our summer event, um, but it's going to be exciting. So that will be, we'll be announcing that soon. 
Okay, and so the summer event will be uh, will, that 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 will be the first time for this. So that's going to be because of the COVID. Yes, yes. So our last two events have been in Arizona in January, um, and that's you know we were hoping this year again, but it will be most likely we're looking at two places actually we're um bozeman montana and fort worth so okay we have some details to work out but um both will be great um and we'll be doing you know our the whole event um at either of those locations so all of our artist demonstrations and you know the the backbone and what art of the cowgirl is all about is our fellowship program and our live art auction um, funds that. So we will be uh, having that art auction at, at that time. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's, that should be exciting. And uh, really, that gives people two opportunities to get out to Art of the Cowgirl, you know? Yes. Yeah, it does. And, we, you know, we went back and forth on whether we would postpone the um, competition side, but the winner of our world's greatest horsewoman competition gets to go compete in Fort Worth in March at the world's greatest horseman. So we just really wanted to make sure that that happened. And, you know, in Arizona, they're just doing all kinds of, of competitions, the team ropings, you know, with everything, the world series of team roping in Las Vegas being canceled. There's just so many events going on. Um, They're just not, you know, public ticketed events. So we felt right. comfortable and confident going forward with our competitions. And then our girls still get, our winner still gets to go compete at the world's greatest horseman. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking just a little bit to Brent Hill earlier today about so many different uh, uh, concert events that have been canceled and gatherings that have been canceled because of COVID. But the same thing yes. has been happening in the horse world. And uh, and just one after the other, after the other, after the other, and everything now is starting to go virtual. Uh, So you you were talking about the fact that you'll be broadcast on the Wrangler Network. How do you think this might change things going forward for Art of the Cowgirl? Well, you know, we've had a lot of um, interest in our workshops. So this... Last year, um, we we added a few hands-on workshops. Are the Cowgirls all about promoting the trades and right. empowering women to learn? So we tested the water um, at our last event, and it was very well received. So we added a just quite a few hands-on workshops that have all filled. And when we postponed, we got a lot of people asking if we would still have that virtual. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, we haven't quite worked through that yet because, you know, for instance, one of our workshops is with Teresa Black and Bill and it's rawhide braiding. They would braid a bozelle. So, you know, getting people the, the um, supplies they need and everything, there's details to work out, but I, I think it's very doable. And yeah. I think that the whole world is going that way, you know, so... I think we need to look at it and maybe, you know, we can expand our reach even more this way. Well, I think so. It's, it's, uh, it's been interesting because some of the events that have been canceled and have gone virtual, they, they suddenly said, you know, instead of being able to come 
to uh, XYZ location. People around the world now have been able to participate. And, um, uh, you know, I don't know whether it's music or whether it's horses or anything else. We'll find some good things that have come out of all this mess uh, that we've experienced this year. (laughs) Yeah, that's it's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. I think this is in. Go ahead. You know, there's always there's always a silver lining if we're open to look for it, and I think COVID has been such a blessing in so many ways. Um, it's been you know difficult, I know, for some people financially and a little scary, but you know, it just people have proven they can stay at home and be productive and work, and I think it's just going to change change the world. Yeah, yeah, it really has. It really has. Well, this is the Christmas season and the Christmas time of the year, and we're playing a lot of Christmas music right now. So I want to get to one Christmas song and back and talk about how you actually got started with Art of the Cowgirl and some of the other events that are taking place as part of that. But right now, let's listen to a song from Alan and Jill Kirkham. It's called Colorado Cowboy Christmas. And we'll be back in just a moment on Saddle Up America with our special guest, Miss Tammy Pate.
Kirkham, Colorado Cowboy Christmas, the title track from their wonderful holiday album. And we're back with Tammy Pate. Um, Tammy, this is Bobby here. How are you? Hi, Bobby. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Hi. Um, why don't you just take a moment and catch our listeners up? And we, we get new listeners all the time. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Art of the Cowgirl and how you got it started? Well, my husband and I, uh, my husband Kurt, we for many years went across the country doing horsemanship and cattle handling demonstrations and did a lot of demonstrations at different horse expos across the country. So I always liked, you know, that concept of bringing people together for education. And I love art. Um, When my husband and I were working on a ranch in Montana, Um, Mike Ryan, a bootmaker in Helena, Montana, mentored me and taught me how to build custom cowboy boots. So um, as, you know, the years have gone on, I just have felt that Kurt and I have been so blessed in this industry for whatever reason. You know, we were just ranch kids from Montana and didn't really even know that you could make a living going on the road doing horsemanship clinics. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to figure out a way to kind of give back to the industry. And my loves are art and horses and people. So it started percolating probably 10 years ago, um, trying to come up with the idea of, you know, how to do something um, at a public event that could fund fellowships. So I kept dreaming and then, you know, something would happen and I didn't do it and, so finally, when I turned 50, I told Kurt, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and so <laughs> I did. <laughs> I said, if I don't do it, I'm going to regret it. Um, and it was scary, but I just have been so honored and um, just not even really surprised, but but just proud of how the industry and people have embraced it and how in just two years it has just grown. So, and we've, we have funded 12 fellowships in two years. Oh, I'm very great. proud of. <laughs> yeah. That's that really wonderful. Great. 
the um, the horse sale that will happen this year that we've been we started to talk about um, in January. It, in, on the web, one of the websites regarding it, you talk about how these horses um, these horses are all very special. You want to talk a little bit about the selection process on the horses yes. that are going to be offered? Absolutely. So part of our the cowgirl and our our public event was really about showcasing these talented young women, horse women, that are working on ranches that probably from a show horse background, but all aspire to, you know, show horses in the cow horse. And um, so my daughter Mesa produces this horse sale, and she set out to find horses that had been there, done that, and would be, you know, at a level where if someone wanted to take and show them, they have that ability but that they had been used on a ranch and could be safe for anyone. And I'm very proud of her. And, you know, our sale the last two years, it's a small sale in comparison to most horse sales. We're right at between 20 and 30 head of horses. And um, this year she has finished horses in the elite sale, and then she has some three- and four-year-old prospects. And oh, great. Um, yes, and I just I, – I, I couldn't say – enough about the talent of young women who are producing these horses. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it was a very interesting reading, reading about, um, it, we wanted the fancy ones <laughs> and knew that <laughs> yes. handy women were, 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 would know where to find them. Um, you also go on to say that the sale will include money earners in ranch rodeo events, rodeo events, cow horse, and ranch horse versatility. Um, and it'll feature seasoned ranch and trail horses, which I thought was very interesting. So, um, what fun. And then you have, of course, pictures. Tell us a little bit about it. If somebody was interested in um, seeing the horses that are available and maybe they can't physically be there. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the process and where they can get more information and pictures and such? Yes. Yeah, so on our website and then on our Facebook page, Art of the Cowgirl, um, there are links to all of the videos that these girls have submitted. And Mesa got hundreds of horses submitted for this sale. And she wow. went through all of them. A lot of these girls she knows personally. And so we have all of the girls' contact information, and we really want people to call them, to get to know them, to get to know the horse. And then at the sale or during the event, um, we'll be able to, if you're not there, we can Facebook Live and, you know, let you see the girls riding the horses. And then we have CCI is our um, online auction company, and you'll be able to bid online as well. And, uh, yeah, it's the, the thing, you know, a horse sale is a tough thing. I, I'll, to be honest, when Mesa said, Mom, I want to do a horse sale, I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> you have to be so, so honest and transparent, you know, because this is safe, safety issue. You know, people – come and we want these horses to be what these girls are truly representing and you know it's it's on them but it's also our reputation so right. Mesa has worked really really hard 
you know, sifting through these horses and making sure that they are what they say they are. Yeah, it's fascinating. There's a there's a um a PDF of the catalog and you can you can at the website you can click on that and it takes a, just a ton a, a tad to download cuz there's a lot of pages but um <laughs> you have really really a terrific information and I think did I read even x-rays uh yes. x-rays yes. are available? Yes, they are. If there's current current, current x-rays are available. Yep. Yeah, yeah, current x-rays and we have a vet that will do a vet check when they're checked in and uh, a vet on premise. So if a potential buyer has any you know, any questions, they can do another thorough exam. And, uh, yeah, we really want it to be successful, you know, for the consigner and for whoever purchases the horse, that they are getting the horse that they think that they are. Well, that's – and you guys have done a great job on putting all this together and, and presenting that. So that's going to be a ton well, of fun. <laughs> Thank you. Mesa, Mesa has done a good job on that. <laughs> she has. It's, I have this group of young women who are just, oh, they're so bright and talented and passionate. And uh, Jamie Stoltzfus is a young woman who helps me with all of the sponsorship and fellowship program. And Mesa and her friend Sierra Brown put on the Ranch Rodeo, the world's greatest in the horse sale. So, you know, they just are very self-sufficient young women who are go-getters and just, I just get to have fun watching it all. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. <laughs> well, give us the dates again for the event that's going to be taking place in January. So it's the 13th through the 16th now. 13th so through the our, 16th. Yes. Yep, our uh, short round and our horse sale, um, short round for the world's greatest and our horse sale will be on Saturday, the 16th. And all of the preliminary um, ranch rodeo and world's greatest events happen beforehand. Okay. And they can see that online where? On Wrangler Network. Um, well, and all of that information, we just had a production meeting yesterday with Wrangler Network, so um, we'll have our landing page and the whole schedule that people are going to be able to find um, on our website, com, and then on Wrangler Network as well. Okay, and so, and that, and also the catalog is available now for the horse sale. Yes. And you yes. will be able to, I think it's so cool that you can actually go online and, and uh, participate in a horse sale that way. Yes. Not the way it used to be. Not the way it used no, to be. It's not. <laughs> but sure. that is cool. That is cool. And uh, and uh, you're not sure of the dates yet in June? No, no. We're just finalizing a, cu- a couple details. Well, actually, the location. Um, okay. If it's in Bozeman, it's going to be the third week of June. And if it's in Fort Worth, it's going to be earlier. So okay. we're just kind of going back and forth trying to figure out exactly uh, the best thing for, you know, for our, our fellowship and our master artists. Our, it's just so important that we get an audience to come and appreciate these women and their talent. So we want to do the best for them. Well, I think that would be very, very important. And uh, so I'm going to ask you right now to 
So let us know when all of that's going to be taking place, and maybe we could talk you into coming back on before then to talk oh, a little bit about it. the June event. Okay. All Thank right. I'm going to hold you to yes, that. I'm going to hold you I to will. that. All right. Well, be sure and visit Art of the Cowgirls website. Visit their Facebook page there and get more of this information. And uh, and you need to show up when you can June for this event and be yes. sure and participate online in the January events as well. And uh, and it'll be worth it in June. Um. Just to meet Tammy Pate, oh, wherever she is. <laughs> so anyway, well, Tammy, you have been great. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing more of this information. And uh, this is kind of becoming an annual thing for us. I think Yay, it's pretty cool. Thank you. I think it's pretty <laughs> <Me> cool. <too. laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. And right now we're going to take a break and listen to a great song from Miss Jennifer Lynn called One Little Christmas Tree. In just a moment with Bobby Bell. Tammy, thanks so much, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Christmas Day. 
Well, this month still through the end of December 31st, a proceeds, um, a percentage of the proceeds from the Hero Collection will uh, go to support the International Western Music Association. And um, it's been a really a nice little fundraiser this month so far. We are looking at lining up our beneficiary for January and February. I don't have anything to report at the moment, but um, okay. we're kind of working on that. We've you know, we've sort of learned that we need to get in front of the eight ball. We need to um, plan this a little bit more, <laughs> um, so that the so that the partner really, if if they decide that they can, also really get behind it with email blasts or whatever. You know, they have enough time. Right, right, right. Well, that's a great idea. Do what they want you to participate. That is that is a great idea. Yeah, great idea. It's a great great thing that you and Jim are doing to help support. Different, uh, charities and organizations so thank you for that hey, I want to tell you uh, we are really really excited Mary Kay and I are going to be hosting a Christmas Day concert on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Facebook page and that will start at 7 o'clock Central Time on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Facebook page and guess what we've got in concert that day Let's Alan see, and Jill Kirkham. Alan and Jill Kirkham. Alan and Jill Kirkham. You will have be with Mark Munsert. Mark Munsert is going to be with Mark. us. And then you have the Sawyers. Sawyer Family Band is going to be with us. So yeah. we're going to have yeah. a great time. And uh, we we did that for Thanksgiving, and we were just really surprised and, and grateful for the thousands of people tuned in for that uh, concert series but this is going to be a special concert on Christmas Day 7 o'clock in the evening Central Standard Time and um, you know I think we've talked about this before but there are a lot of people get together on Christmas Eve and celebrate Christmas that way and then there are people that get together on Christmas morning and Christmas for lunch and then by the time that they get to Christmas night it's kind of Whew. I need to take a breather. And uh, so they can just get in front of their computer or their telephone and they can join us for our Christmas Day concert with three very talented acts. And so that's going to be a lot of fun. And again, that's at 7 o'clock on the Equestrian Legacy page. And it will be hosted by my lovely wife, Mary Kay, and myself. So we're looking forward to that as well. This kind of wraps things up for the sounds of the season for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Next week, yes, I think yes. I think it's going to be all Christmas music. And uh, that will be a little bit different because we will not have any guests because people will be celebrating Christmas. So I think we'll just be doing Christmas music so you can tune in and listen to some great Christmas music from some tremendous artists week on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. And then the following week, can you believe it's going to be New Year's Eve? I can't believe it. it's two weeks from today is New Year's Eve. <laughs> that's just that's just weird. You know, we'll be starting <laughs> really weird. 20, 2021 will be here. And uh, so who have we got joining us for our special New Year's Eve party. 
We're swinging into the new year with Alex Dormont of the Hot Texas Swing Band and Shane and Stacy Lee from the Western Swing Authority. So two awesome swing bands. Um, are, we're going to be hearing the music of two really terrific swing bands, and we'll be chatting with their founders. So it's going to be a really great show. We're going to be rocking. We're going to be rocking and rolling in the new year with the Hot Texas Swing Band's music and the Western Swing Authority from Canada. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I guess we better wrap things up for today, Miss Bobby. Any closing thoughts that you want to leave us with? Oh, yes. I do have a quick one. Wait, I have to go back to it. Okay. Uh, Here, this is a quote of Dale Evans. Every time we love, every time we give, it's Christmas. I like that. I like that. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier when we were talking with Brynn. We need to be grateful every day for all of our blessings and for our friends and family and um, and give. And I think the greatest gift is of ourselves to people. So. We're going to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. Be sure and join us next week for the Christmas music. And then on uh, the 31st, as we bring in the new year. And uh, we're going to close out the show today, Bobby, with a great song from Miss Kristen Harris, one called White Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and Jim. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you and Mary Kay and that big family you've got. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten
and may all 